All right. Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me, as always, is Craig. And got another game coming up this weekend. But before we get talking about the football, we got to do, we got to help make everybody smarter. We got to do our Did You Know? factoid of the week yeah get your smarts on all right so i've got i've got one here and i've actually got um got something i gotta play for it so um i think it may have been the last one i did was um did you know cookie monster's real name Mm -hmm. and so i've got a another one kind of like that for you okay and i think everybody's gonna recognize where i'm going with this all right pretty easy there seinfeld baby oh yeah good old seinfeld and actually i'm gonna be kind of curious there's somebody that i'm gonna have to ask i'm gonna have to talk to our our uh friend Brandon see if he he knows about this or not because he's claims to be a big Seinfeld fan and so here's a new did you know and it's another name one so well known for plenty of characters but one that everybody seems to love is Kramer yeah and did you know that in the pilot episode, Kramer had a different name. Is that right? Yep. Wow. And okay. so in the premiere, he was originally referred to as Kessler. <laughs> really? Yep. K-E-S-S-L-E-R. Wow. Yep. So there you go. Your did you know... And that one could come up if you ever play uh, trivia, do trivia nights anywhere or whatever. That one could easily come up somewhere. Yeah. Little, very not well-known fact about the Seinfeld show is that Kramer in the pilot was referred to as Kessler. Yeah. that's Wow. That's crazy, man. Can't imagine calling him Kessler. Yeah. They also note uh, in the, where I'm reading up on this is that they also note that in the final episode, it's mentioned that Kramer's name was incorrectly listed in the building as Kessler. Okay. So they kind of like do a little throwback to it later on. Right. So there you go. Now, if you, and now if you do not watch Seinfeld... And you get stuck at a party talking to somebody who claims to be a huge Seinfeld fan. You might be able to throw that one in their face. Yeah. Call it Kessler. Kessler. Kind of a strange name, but. Yep. Not yeah. sure what the story is behind it, but there you go. There you have it. So, all right. Well, here we go. Let's let's go ahead and move into the football talk. All right, the Revenge Tour has 
gone through and claimed three victims. And yep. so that is, that is going strong. Well, this weekend may not be quote unquote part of the revenge tour. Uh, that is still the mindset. It appears of the team. The team is focused. The team is um, excited. They're having a good time and they are just rolling over everybody. So this weekend should be interesting as Michigan gets to hit the road again and go back to a familiar place, a, a happy familiar place, uh, to Rutgers in New Jersey, uh, where they have fond memories. Right. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, they do. So it will be very interesting because I – okay, here's a question for you. I think I know what your answer is going to be. Do you think that the defense this year is better than the defense in 2016? I do. Okay. I I tend to agree with that. I mean, I know we had some other key players and everything who did a fantastic job, but I think this defense, the system, what Don Brown is doing, the athletes that he has um, are just more productive. And so to say that is quite – would appear to probably be quite daunting for Rutgers considering the last time in 2016 when Michigan was at their stadium with that fantastic 2016 defense, they shut them out and put 78 points up on the board. Wow. Yeah. So, yes. Even the second and third stringers got in there and scored. Oh, yeah. No, they, they did all sorts of crazy so uh, I guess we will go back in time and let's revisit some of the numbers here. As um, Michigan had 23 first downs, Rutgers had two. Uh, for third down efficiency, Rutgers did not complete a third down. Total yards, Michigan had 600 yards Mm -hmm. and Rutgers only had 39 right yeah and so uh, 119 passing for Michigan 481 rushing yeah we rushed like crazy didn't we yeah because like in the second half I think they threw like maybe one or two passes right so yeah so very crazy Crazy numbers and everything. Now, very uh, now, kind of interestingly enough, though, because last year was not really a bad defense, but uh, Rutgers came to Michigan then, where you would kind of assume that Michigan would perform better under a home crowd. But the score, just as a reminder for that one, was thirty-five to fourteen. So, right. just to uh, put uh, bring that up. But you know, the thing is, is I have to kind of give even Chris Ash a little bit of credit here, talking about. Did he have a problem with Michigan running up the score? And he said no. But and I went, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can't stop like, it. Well, yeah. He's like, I think he's. I mean, I think he's what I believe was a coach from uh, Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, he used to be. So you know, he could easily say what what a jerk Jim Harbaugh is. But he's like, hey, it's our job to stop these guys, and their second and third string guys are getting in there and running all over us. We got issues. So. He had no problem, and kind of give him a lot of bit of a lot of respect for that because a lot of people didn't have respect. 
for that. A lot of people don't. So yeah, well, that's the thing too is like Michigan did what it could do in the second. I mean, you're like we talked about last week. You're not going to kneel down when the other team is going to get the ball. You only kneel down when you're going to run the clock out to the end of the game. Right. That's that's like the only time you're going to kneel down. So you have to run a play. And right. you don't want to give the ball to your opponent on your side of the field. So, I mean, you're going to, quote, unquote, play the game. And Michigan ran it, and Rutgers just could not do anything. And honestly, right now, Rutgers still really doesn't do anything in the rush de- rushing defense because they come in ranked at 120. Right. Now, they right. do have a capable passing defense as ranked 20th. Yeah, it's not bad. But... I think that's skewed because teams are just like, hey, why are we going to pass the ball when we can run the ball? It's <laughs> true, too. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't, you know. Well, you know, and the thing is, is Rutgers on an eight-game losing streak, aren't they? Something like that? Uh, let me look at their schedule. Yes, they are, because they won their first game. Yeah, we're in an eight-game winning streak. They're in an eight-game losing streak, so interesting. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, though, their last two games, they have shown some life because they took Northwestern mm-hmm. uh, to the end of the game. It was a close one that they lost 15 to 18 to Northwestern. And then they put 17 points up on Wisconsin. Now, that was 17 to 31. But still, that uh, compared to what Rutgers has done most of the time, that's rather impressive right. uh, that they're doing that here as of late. So, I mean, overall, though, they're not, I mean, as the record shows, one and eight, not looking very hot. Uh, just averaging over 15 points while their opponents average over 33. So, uh, yeah. total yards, they have 20, uh, close to 2,500, but their opponents are putting up over 3,700. So, yeah, their third down conversion, they're getting beat by 14 percent. Wow. Third, da- uh, third down conversion percent. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're looking from some kind of silver lining a little bit for where occurs and just doesn't look good overall. So just this this doesn't. So, yeah. And I, so I will say this. And, and I'm just, I think we've said this before, but I'm just going to say this for content because we gain listeners all the time. The team cannot overlook this game. Right. Oh, yeah. And I do yeah. not think that they will. No. Especially considering they know what is on the line. Well, I think Fan, for fans, right. I don't care. I don't right. care what you do. I don't really care what you say. You're a fan. You're really not going to impact this game. Right. I mean, the way that fans impact the game are by going and cheering at the game. Um, so if everybody's ta- if all the fans are talking about Ohio State or whatever Big Ten title playoff, I don't care. Fine, go for it. Um, I've talked about it somewhat, but then also that leads me to this. Mm-hmm. And we talked a, a little bit about last time, and so I want to have more of more of a discussion on it this time. And this is me. I'm not the football coach. I'm not claiming to be in. I'm not claiming to be, you know, I'm super smart and everybody should listen to me. But this is honestly what I would do. Start Milton. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I said yeah. that last yeah, well, time. Well, you know, you got just, some out there saying. Yeah, you yeah. did. Just yeah, you let did. him you start. People saying, let Shea get get some playing time in the beginning and then pull him if you're up by some points. But you're I, talking, I say, you're yeah. Saying, you're saying start Milton. Yes. Well, you know, it's interesting because what you're kind of going by is you're throwing the you're throwing facts out there saying you got one of the worst you have the worst offensive scoring teams in the Big Ten against the best Big Ten defenses in the country, right? Yeah, that's why. Now, yeah. now there's a there's a lot more that goes into it though. Um, the first and foremost reason is because losing McCaffrey. McCaffrey got great uh, game time experience against Notre Dame, one of the best teams that Michigan has faced off against this year. So if you need to call on your backup, if you need to in the future, you're coming in with no uh, no real game time experience. Because essentially what people are saying is, oh, put Shea in, get up by like 21 points, then put Milton in. Well, you know, is that really game time experience? Uh, you know, I mean, it is, but where's the pressure? Right. Where's the, you know, handle the moment, you know, lead the team. See, if you put Milton in at the beginning of the game, it's like, hey, dude, this is you. This is your team. Go out there, win the game. Well, and, and, the, and, the worst, and the worst thing that could happen potentially is that the offense doesn't produce anything, and then it's just like, okay, Shay, go go in there. Right. That would be my reaction. Or okay, Peters, go in there. Yeah, that make yeah, I get what you're saying. So uh, that that's well, my it, thought. Let's put it this way: if you're going to do that, are you pulling? Let's it's kind of think about the other position. Let's say you say, all right, let's put Milton in, and I understand why you would. You say, okay, you got Rutgers. Bad offense against Michigan, best defense in the country. Yeah, I could see why you'd say, you know what, sit Shea. But part of me goes, you know, there's people out there who's going to say, you know, you want to kind of keep this momentum going a little bit or this, you know, you don't want ice cold Shea on games like this. You want to give them a little, some reps, which I think they probably will. But you sit somebody like Higdon, who's just as equally important to this game i think as yeah, see, as, as mccaffrey is because to me I, I i think this what i see this happening in this game is i think shea plays football but i i see him in the pocket throwing the ball i don't i see him handing the ball off a lot i see a lot of handoffs but i don't think keeping higdon in there makes sense to me i think evans gets a lot of touches and i think true wilson does a couple of the other guys to me, I think Higdon matters a lot more to this team, maybe than Shea does at this point. Um, to me, watching Higdon get hurt would be devastating, I think, to this team. I think you should sit Higdon. I don't think he should play it whatsoever. Not uh, going to happen. I know. I know, but I'm saying, I. to me, it just doesn't make any sense to have a guy like that playing a game like this when Evans is serviceable. He. And true Wilson is, is he's more of your power back. And those two can actually get the job done like Higdon would. But Yeah, but you know what's on the line, don't you? I, I know. I know. 
it, it's a he's he could tie Mike Hart's I, record. Gonna, uh, right, he could tie it. Right. And right. so and I don't see I and, see hate and but I do agree with you. But oh, yeah. I see Hayden going fine. He would be in, right? Yeah, I see Hayden still playing this game. And it, and honestly, once he gets 100 done. I that's that's what I anticipate happening with him and the running game. And then heck, maybe even Evans won't even play that much. Right. So, but I do see Higdon playing because he, unless he doesn't play at all, like if he plays not at all, not a single down of this game, mm-hmm. then um, then that might be okay because essentially what the record is is the most consecutive 100-yard rushing games. And Higdon missed one game and had a 100-yard game before that and after that. And so it's the consecutive games that he has played in. That's right. what the record is. So if right. he sits out this game and does not play, he could still go for that record against Indiana. Personally, right. yeah. I don't think they do that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think Indiana is more of a threat to Michigan in, in being that upset game, possibly. Um that would be the only team between that and Ohio State. But, um, yeah, Rutgers would be – I mean, I think Higdon's act would get it anyways if he rushed in at Indiana. So why would you do it? Or are you just saying – I think I he, think I I think he's going to try to break it. Yeah. Because he, he honestly kind of seems to have an easy route to break it, playing Rutgers than Indiana. <laughs> right. True. True. Right. I know. I know what you're saying. I, you know, me, I, it, to me, I hate seeing something like Higgins getting a little bit banged up in a game that's pretty much for, because you want a record and then you're not going to have them for a, a huge game like Ohio State. You know, I, it, those kind of thing worries me. It's the same thing with playing Shea. I don't think Shea's going to, I don't think what they're going to use Shea as, they're going to use a lot of read options with that guy. I, I don't see it. There's no way. I don't, yeah, not for this guy. Find the way you're going to, no, you're not going to have Shea roll out of the pocket and try to throw and try to run for first downs. That's just asinine. That doesn't make any sense. You're just asking for him to get hurt. And then Milton or Peters, he, I mean, Harbaugh hasn't even named the backup yet. So when they're competing, Oh, to me, it's going to be quite interesting to see who goes in when they pull Shea. I think Shea starts. I do. I know you don't think that. I mean, you'd both, I, I, think I, th- I think he will, but I'm telling you what I think I would do in that situation. Right. right. I agree. And I think to me, I really think he's going to give the kid uh, Milton a shot. I, you know why? Based on the fact is I think Milton's got the one factor that Peters doesn't have is that swag and that uh, confidence. I think Peters is just that leadership, you know what I mean? Command of leader, commanding of the pocket, commanding of the offense on his side, and then Peters never had that. Uh, Milton has that winning that winning swag about him, and, and Peters isn't very boisterous. He's not, he doesn't have a big voice. He's, you know, he shrank in a couple games at times, even though he did pretty well in a couple games. But, uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see in this game what happens because some guys could sit out in this game. A lot of them could. Yeah. Really think about it. 
Yeah, and I think that, well, then here's another question, too. Uh, well, actually, no, this isn't a question because you know he's going to uh, because uh, being from there and everything. But it's kind of like, do you play Rashawn Gary? Uh, oh, he's he's going to play. He, yeah. You know he wants to. I mean, you've I've already seen on social media where he's trying to get tickets for family and friends and everything. Right. Um, so he's going to play. He might not play much. He's from that era, right? Yeah. Depending on how he's recovered and everything, I don't know if he'll play too much. Or maybe that's why uh, he went so light last week was to make sure that he could go this week and everything. Um, but, yeah, so you question what they're going to do with the defensive players and everything. I think Shea will start. What I was simply saying is what I I think it honestly would be beneficial to just have Milton start because then you put him in that pressure situation. You don't – it's a 0-0 zero, zero game. You don't have it where, oh, hey, we're up by 21. Here you go take the ball. No pre- There's no pressure because we already have a lead. Mm-hmm. Because right. when, when McCaffrey went in, we were losing. So McCaffrey right. had hostile environment. Right. The team was losing and against a really good defense. Milton, if he goes in, he's going into quote unquote hostile environment, but you know it's not gonna it's probably not gonna be too bad. Probably not gonna be losing, and he's not gonna be facing that good of a defense. So yeah. I'm saying right. I think it'd be better since the backup is now gone to get right. the ba- the new backup ready, just put him in at the beginning of the game. I yeah, mean, I, I would still expect that Shea would get in the game at some point and play and, you know, stay fresh and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I just say, let, just hand it over to Milton. Like, even surprise, don't, uh, uh, maybe even not no, prepare him a whole lot. Just be like, hey, this is on you. We're we're putting you in this situation. It, you're going to lead the team. What are you going to do with it? I mean, this is, it's kind of like one of those things where they're, you're like, I, and I'm kind of leaning your way a little bit more and more because of the very fact is usually and more likely the scenario is going to be that Harbaugh is going to play Shea in the first quarter or two maybe, and then Milton or Peters will go in. But like you said is why don't you get the kid like Milton in there, see what he can do, and see if he can drive. I mean, and if things kind of don't seem like he's getting it going, put Shea back in to get us going. You know yeah. what I mean? And do it like that. And I just can't imagine Michigan with that defense and that offense who's kind of doing pretty well not be able to move the ball on Rutgers. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I, I I think some key guys in this game sit in the bench for a bit. I mean, if we start knowing that we can score at will. But that's the thing I was telling you. We were talking about in the last show, as we said – what is it about Harbaugh? Harbaugh has this instinct where he knows. I think he knew it with Michigan State. He knew it with Penn State. And I think he knew it with Wisconsin. He said, I think he just knew that, you know, anytime we see that kind of stuttering of the offense, why he does certain things, and we kind of pause and go, what's going on? I think, I think Jim Harbaugh has a good feel of teams right from the first half, whether the team's not going to be able to do anything on him. <laughs> and... I think Jim Harbaugh will do the same with Rutgers. He's just going to go, you know, we can put it in our third string running back, put Chu Wilson and just run him all day and see what happens. So, yeah. And, yeah. and 
and Milton, get them in there. So, yeah, and when uh, Patterson is in there, I can only imagine that it's the rule of you're not running the ball. The only time you're running the ball is if you're running out of bounds. Like right. if nobody's near you and you just run to try to go to the first down marker and nobody's near you and you just run out of bounds. No running up the middle. No trying to you know get the extra yard or anything. Uh, if he's if he's in, it's going to be like okay, you're going to pass or you're going to hand off, or if the pocket collapses, you can run to the sideline. Yeah. But you, if anybody comes close to you, you are sliding, and that's that's it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do, and that's, you know, I'm rooting for Higdon. I'm just man, he's such a, <laughs> he's like up there, top one of the top players that Michigan needs to keep at running back and keep him healthy. So, yeah, well, here's some fun, uh, some fun information from the last time Michigan played at Rutgers. I wanted to share this. Uh, mm-hmm. Michigan only threw 16 passes. Right. Um, so that's a little fun there. Uh, leading rusher. Who do you think the leading rusher was? Oh, boy. Hmm. Man. I don't know. Chris Evans. <laughs> 150, like 153 second. yards. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. Kron Higdon uh, had 100 yards. Right. Uh, and then there was Ty Isaac, who was at 99, almost had three running backs with over 100 yards. Yeah, I was heading towards thinking it was Ty Isaac, you know, how he broke broke off some of those runs, and I don't think that was the game. So, but, yeah, yeah he would have been my other one. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. That was, that was back when Darbo and Chesson were uh, receiving. Uh, and then also, inter- I, it was interesting for me to see this because I forgot about it. Um, Chris Evans was returning punts. Not oh. not all of them, but he uh, he was back there for right. returning. Right. Yeah, because uh, Jabril Preppers and Chris Evans were returning mm-hmm. punts. So. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. So some interesting stuff from last time, or la- yeah, last time they played at Rutgers. So. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, because like I said. Rutgers is averaging just over 15 points a game, allowing over 33. Michigan is coming in, averaging over 36 points a game, holding opponents to uh, an average of 13 points a game. So it's – I don't really care how we handle it, like I said, because we're not the team. I know they're focused on it. You know – I mean, they're all focused. They know what is at stake. They don't – I don't know if they really talk about it or not. Right, but they uh, they say it pretty much every single week, you know, one game at a time. You know, we're focused on Rutgers, so I'm not too concerned about kind of mimicking what you said. I'd be more concerned with Indiana, but even when we get there, I don't think I'm really concerned. Out of all these recent years, I really am not too concerned with Indiana. Not saying that they're not good, but I think this year is different. But we're gonna get to that, you know, when we when we get to that. Right. So, Don't think about doesn't Rutgers have a freshman quarterback playing? I mean, so that doesn't that's tough for going up against this defense. So. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but to com- compare the numbers, um, just so that you guys see this difference, uh, starting off with the Michigan defense, first overall, first passing, eighth rushing. 
now you flip on the other side with the Rutgers offense then. So the defense is going to face off against their offense. Their offense overall is 128th. Their passing is 119th. And their rushing is 113th. Wow. Yeah. Not good. Not good. No, not good at all. So then uh, going on the other side of things, Michigan offense, um, 56th overall, 96th in passing, 30th in rushing. For Rutgers defense, they're 81st overall, and the most impressive uh, ranking that they have out of everything is 20th in passing defense, but then they are 120th in rushing defense. So, And that's another thing, too, where if Milton goes in and struggles, it's just like run the ball. Right. Right. It's bound to be a success with the ability of this offensive line. It's bound to be a success. Yeah. Now, what's going to be most, uh, what's going to be one of the most interesting things to me that I'm going to try to pay attention to is what they do with the offensive line when they start getting a lead. Because they have had the same guys on the offensive line, you know, game in, game out, and things like that, obviously, because of the competition they're playing. But now that there's a good chance that they're going to have a good lead in this and everything, I'll be interested to see who they put in afterwards and who essentially they think at this point in the season are the backups. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I think Sikowski, is that his name, the freshman? I mean, the guy's got 15 interceptions and only four, I believe, scoring touchdowns passing. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Yikes. Against this defense, yeah, boy, not good. <laughs> no, so. not good at all. Actually, hold on. The last time, what was it? Oh, wow. Last year when they played, Michigan had one turnover. Rutgers had zero. But back in 2016, oh, wow. Rutgers only had one turnover and Michigan had one turnover. Yeah. Well. I kind of feel like there's going to be more this year. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I would say so. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else to to add to the content of the game? I mean, it's it's kind of tough to do our normal breakdown. I mean, right. it's easy to say Michigan's rush running game is probably going to have a field day um, yep. because. Of it's how poorly, gonna, yeah. This is going to be like you're talking about. This is going to be a game where I don't think Michigan throws very much. Yeah, I want honestly though, I it. It's a good game to do it. Yeah, if I could, I would. Like I said, with the Milton situation, if he goes in, I would not have him run at all, and I would just have him pass. I mean, do the handoff too. But if he's uh, going to do anything with the ball other than hand it off, I'd have him passing and you know test it out. I mean, this is. It's a decent passing defense, so, you know, test him out, see how he does, how he works and everything. So I can't, yeah. I, I honestly hope that they throw it more than 15 or what was it, 16 times. So Yeah, I do too. Hopefully it does. But, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game, see what they do. But it's it's perfect game to get, get those guys in there that you need to have some playing time. So, like um, – and like you said, if you get Milton and it's just struggling, then put Peters in there, right? Yeah. He's had 
he's got game experience, so. Yeah. And he did good against Rutgers last year. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Yeah, he was uh, 10 for 14 yep. last year. Yep. So, all right. Well, um, let's go ahead and move forward. We will – I always kind of forget what order we go in. Let's do lock or dump it. Okay. And then we'll do the lock of the week. Yeah, I think that's the order that we do it in. So we'll do lock and dump it. Uh, each week we've got the three questions for locking it or dumping it. If you love it, lock it. If you hate it, dump it. Um, man, and there were so many different ones I could go with this week. So I'm kind of reconsidering some of these, but I'm just going to go with it because there were so many different options I was thinking of. So, but here we go. Here's the first one. Michigan will have more than 275 yards rushing and throw for over 175 yards. Wow. I'm going to lock that. Okay. All right. I... I want this. The thing that I am not sure about is the passing. Right. Depending on who's right. Yeah. Cause that's, um, cause like I said, I mean, that doesn't even come up to the amount that they put up in 2016. That was 600 yards. That doesn't uh, add up to that whole thing. But even that year, they only put up 119 passing yards. Uh, so I would love for them to do this. I only question if they actually will. Because of the McCaffrey situation, I think that they might, but I'm actually, nah. I'm going to dump it just because of, you know, they're going to have a lead and they're probably going to rush it a ton instead of passing it. I want them to pass it, though. So maybe they'll prove me if they prove me wrong with that one, I'll be okay with that. All right. Michigan, the Michigan defense will not allow Rutgers to convert even one third down. Oh, wow. I'm going to dump that. Okay. Oh man. Dang it. Um, they did in 2016 in 2017. Did they do it? I can't remember if they did. Uh, nope, they converted three. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I mean, it'd be impressive. They, they've they've done it a lot to a lot of different people. Oh, man. I, I'll, I'm going to lock it. This, this might be bad. This might be the week that, you know you separate or I catch up. Um, And so to give context for this last one, like I said, in 2016, Rutgers put up 39 yards total. And last year, Rutgers put up 195. Kind of surprisingly enough right there. Uh, Michigan will hold Rutgers below 80 yards total. Rushing? Total. Oh, you mean total yards? Total mm. yards. 
Oh, wow. Held Michigan State to what, 94? Yeah. I, I'm going to lock that, too. All right. I think I'm going to lock it as well. Put the double lock on that. So I I was contemplating going lower, but we'll keep it at 80. So I don't know. It's always one of those things. And then garbage time always screws things up. So, But you never know. We'll see. I think yep. I th- I think that they'll be having themselves a good game. So, okay, uh, what that then brings us to is talking about the other games this coming weekend for the Big Ten, and we will pick the our lock games of the week. And let's go ahead and get that rolling. Okay, so starting off with the noon games. Maryland is going to Indiana, where Indiana is favored by two points. Uh, number 10, Ohio State, is going to 18, Michigan State. And the Buckeyes are favored by three and a half points. Unranked Wisconsin is going on the road to number 20, Penn State, where Penn State is favored by nine. That's interesting. Illinois then is going on the road to Nebraska, where it seems like for, uh, since forever, Nebraska is actually favored by 17 points. Then the 330 games, Northwestern is playing their big game against Iowa, where Iowa is actually favored by 10 and a half points. Not a night game, but they are going to Connect Stadium. Then Purdue is the 12 point favor on the road at Minnesota. Craig, what is your lock? What's the Penn State game again? Wisconsin is going to Penn State, and Penn State is favored by nine. I'll take that one. Are you having that Penn State will cover or that Wisconsin will cover? Uh, I think Penn State covers, right? Okay. Covers the nine for Wisconsin. I really want to take Northwestern because I think that they might win that game but Iowa is so stupid man or I want to take Indiana I have no idea what to do with Ohio State Michigan State game so I'm not going to even attempt that one yeah, it's a tough one. All right. I'm going to do the Maryland-Indiana game, but I'm trying to decide which way I'm going to go. I think... that I will take Indiana covering the two points. Okay, great. That's what we got. Cool. That's it. Well, we got to do the final prediction. Yep. Got to do our do game it. prediction. Gosh, actually, you know, I kind of feel a little weird. Oh, no, no. I did have I did have a prediction ahead of time. So I was about to be like, I don't even know if I have anything ready for that. Okay. Down to business. 
the important stuff, the Michigan football stuff. We've talked yeah. about how things have gone with Rutgers in the past uh, couple years. And I think I let you go first last time, Craig. So I'm going to go. Okay. Uh, I obviously am feeling really good about Michigan going into this game. I think Michigan will run all over them. I think the defense. I think the defense is going to get the shutout. They were really close against Penn State. And I think they really wanted it really bad. Rashawn Gary going back to New Jersey. I think the defense get, steps up and gets the shutout. So now then the question is, how many points do you think that Michigan is going to put up? Ugh, so I'm going to go with... Hmm, I think it's going to be 49-0 to zero Michigan. Wow. I just I had to think for a second because I didn't know if I wanted to throw a field goal in there. If they get the opportunity, they should kick some field goals. But honestly, I don't think that they're going to be stopped or or anything where they're going to need to. But Nordine needs to kick more field goals. But anyways, all right, that that's my prediction: forty-nine to zero, Michigan. Craig, go. Well, like you said, this is um, you know. A good game to probably get some of your backups playing uh, at, at times. I mean, you don't want to overlook a team at all. I mean, but this is Rutgers. They have probably one of the worst offensive teams in the Big Ten. Uh, they got a freshman quarterback. He's thrown quite a lot of picks and only four touchdowns through the air. Um, not a good team right now. They're similar to the time when we beat them up last time we met. But, um, look, it's uh, – this is, uh, I think, a ground game. I don't think uh, I think Shea rests a l- little bit more. Um, I just don't think Rutgers has the offense against this defense. Uh, like you said, I, I have Michigan winning 55 and then Rutgers 6. I'm giving them two field goals. I don't think they even get in the red zone. I don't even think they get a TV on this defense. So. 55 to 6. All right. So we both have the overweights. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we both have the over and we both have covering the spread. So good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Interesting. I had to look at it real quick. And uh, something that I forgot to point out is that in 2016, Rutgers actually came in with a better record because they were two and four right here. So just to point that out for whatever it's worth. Kind of curious on who they beat that year. That was in the year that they beat Washington, was it? Hmm. I don't know. I got to look that up real quick for context. And then we'll sign off. Oh no, they oh no, they got beat up by Washington. Uh ooh, they beat Howard in New Mexico, so no wonder. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah, so there you have it. There are the predictions. Didn't have any voicemails uh tonight. But if you guys do want to call in reaction to the game, uh you guys can always feel free to call us and leave your 
short voicemails at uh, 551-258-3276. Again, that uh, is easy to remember because it's 551-BLUE-BRO. And, uh, gosh, Craig, anything else? or That's it. Nope, should be a fun game to watch and uh, go blue and see. You know, I think what Michigan fans are going to watch is to see what happens at quarterback if how much they rush, rest Shea and who comes in at backup. That's going to be interesting. If Milton gets in there, gets a lot more playing time. I'd like to see that, like you said. i like to see what he can do and, you know, what they do with Higdon if they let him get that record or – let them get big chunks of yardage and then pull them. But, um, yeah. It's uh, For me, for Higdon, I bet it's going to be all or nothing either. He does not play at all during the game, or they're going to have him in there until he gets 100 yards. Right. Which, right. honestly, against this defense could potentially be like two or three drives, and he could be done. Yep. So. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, let's – finish off there we hope you guys have been having a good week it's almost the weekend it's almost more football time uh, and if you're going to the game have fun sounds like there might be a good michigan crowd there but uh until next time we'll say go blue okay.